Welcome, Revelation Nation. It's 2024, the year of the wind. Please enjoy this deep teaching and prepare your heart to receive your blessing. Rate and share this podcast so more can hear the good news. Here's Prophet Lovi Elias. Malachi chapter 3, verse 1 to 6. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. But who may abide the day of his coming, and who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like fuller's soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he shall purify the sons of Levi, and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord, as in the days of old, as in former years. And I will come near to you to judgment, and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, and against the adulterers, and against false swearers, and against those that oppress the hireling in his wages, the widow and the fatherless, and that turn aside the stranger from his right. And fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts, for I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Can we read verse 6 together again? One, two, three. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. One more time. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you believe it, shout amen. Amen. You may be seated in heavenly places. Now, I have a question for you. A very powerful question for you. And uh, when people read this verse, and I want you to use critical thinking, because without using your, your brain, you will never understand God. There is the spiritual part And there is the logical part. When you are processing God, because we do process God, what do I mean by that? We need to analyze God, understand God in order to know how to walk with him. Now the issue is that we have, I, I say this 10 billion times, we have an idea of how God is, but we don't know God. Very few individuals actually have taken time to study this God that we all claim to love. And we do love him, but we have not done our homework. So the Bible says that I am God, I change not. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, but when people hear that, they think that God doesn't change. I know you're confused now. God says, I am God, I change not. I don't change. I don't change. But what is it about him that doesn't change? Is it what he says or is he talking about himself, his nature? Hello? Hello. Now, for many of you, you have heard this word and you thought it meant, what I say I will do. Let's look at this scripture quickly. Where's my Bible? Mm. Let's go to, uh, to Numbers 23. Verse 19 to 20. Numbers 23, verse 19 to... God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should what? Repent. He has said it. And shall, shall he not do it? Or had he not spoken, shall he not make it good? Now, we have taken this to think God doesn't change. But I can show you 10 million times that God changed. All over the Bible, God is changing all the time. In fact, we are saved because God changed his mind. Amen. 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 Now, you didn't hear what I'm saying. Amen. So when God says, I am God, I change not, what is he talking about? You see, this is where your YouTube preachers don't understand God. 
This is where some of your pastors on the pulpit don't get God. When God says, I am God, I change not. He's talking about his ways. I want you to understand that. He's talking about his ways. He's not talking about what he said. He's talking about his ways. You find somebody like Jeremiah praying and saying, Father, show me your ancient parts. Show me who you really are the way you are. Because I know you're not going to change who you are. So who is this God that we serve that does not change? And what about, it's like me meeting you and you tell me this and I tell you, man, I don't change. It means there is nothing you can do about it to make me any different. Is this making sense so far? But, but the church has failed to understand that we are in an advantageous place because God changes. Because if God did not change, we are not going to heaven. We are not going to get healed. We are not going to get forgiven. So it is actually good that he changes. And he does not change who he is. Is this making sense? Okay, let me mess you up for a little bit. Today you will praise God that is a God that he changed. Amen. Amen. You thank God that is a God of change. Amen. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. Second Kings chapter 20 verse 1 to 5. Let me show you God changing. In those days was Ezekiah sick unto death. <laughs> and the prophet Isaiah the son of Amos came to him and said unto him, Thus says the Lord, Set thy house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Who decided for Ezekiah to die? God. Said, my guy, you're dying. You're coming home. Get your house in order. That is the best thing that God can ever do. Prepare you for your departure. Said, get your house in order. You are going to die. Verse 2. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and I've done that which is good in thy sight. And Ezekiah wept sore. Now the question is this. Did God forget? God doesn't forget anything. God doesn't forget. So the guy begins to pray and say, Ah, Lord, remember how I have walked before you. Remember how I have done this. Verse, verse 3. Uh, verse 4 please. Look at this. And it came to pass after Isaiah was gone out into the middle court. That the word of the Lord came to him. Saying. Verse 5. Turn again and tell Ezekiah the captain of my people. That says the Lord. Thy God of David. Thy father, I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. On the third day thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord. Uh, Lord, are you bipolar? What? You just said I should get my house in order. I am crying. Then you say, okay, I have seen your tears. I changed my mind. That means that breakthrough you have been waiting for that you think cannot come. I'm talking to the wrong people. Come on, you come may on. have missed your opportunity. Amen. But because God is a God who can change his mind. Yeah. He's a God who can give you more than a second chance. Yeah. That what you lost, he can give it again. Hallelujah. So it is an advantage that his law is written in stone. Amen. But he's a God who will find a way to change his mind. Amen. Amen. I don't know if you can hear me. So it's actually an advantage. Imagine somebody comes and says, Thus says the Lord, I will do this. And then he comes back and says, uh, Isaiah was a good guy. Because Isaiah, if me I was Isaiah, I would have complained to God. You literally sent me to this man to tell him to get his house in order. Now you're telling me to go and tell him he won't die. They will say I'm a false prophet. There's one called Uncle Jonah that did the same thing. Uncle Jonah complained. Look at this. Go to Jonah chapter 4 verse 1 to 2. 
when god told jonah go to nineveh and 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 uh, tell them i would destroy them god was very angry god was like uh, i am wiping this whole nation out it's the people that decided to fast and to pray jonah didn't even give them a way out so i just say you guys are sinners you're all gonna die fire is coming from heaven you are destroyed completely messed up then god comes and tells him oh by the way these guys are fasted and prayed i've decided not to destroy them ah! clap for jesus amen ah, jonah was heartbroken because now he looked like a false prophet because remember when god changes his mind he doesn't give the public the memo that i changed my mind uh, he only tells the guy he told. I changed my mind. I, I changed my mind. You know what? What I said I was going to do, I'm not going to do it. So, yeah. But you are sitting there. You're like, God, you made me declare. You made me shout. Man of God, nice to see you. Nice to see you. Thank you. Love you more. Love you. This is a powerful apostle of God. He goes around delivering people and setting people free. Amen. Amen. Very anointed. Amen. Now, now hear me by the Spirit of God. It's crazy. Jonah begins to complain. Look at what Jonah says. I love Uncle Jonah. Uncle Jonah was deep. He said, but it displeased Jonah exceedingly. And he was very angry. Not just angry, very angry. And he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country, when I was home, is this not what I told you? Therefore I fled before unto Tarshish. For I knew that thou art a gracious God. And you do not change. And merciful. And you do not change. Slow to anger. And you do not change. And of great kindness. And repentest thee of what? Evil. You say you're going to destroy somebody and you decide I won't do it. You repent of what you're going to do. Verse 3. Therefore now, O oh Lord, I beseech thee. My life from me. Take my life, I beseech thee. Take my life. For it is better for me to die than to live. You have made me false. I'm looking bad now. I'm looking ugly. I went in front of a whole country and marched. And said, you're all going to die. You sinners. You idol worshippers. Now here I am looking crazy. Because I sat outside the city. You made this so intense for me. And I sat outside of the city. Waiting for it to be destroyed. And then you come to me and say, yo, Jonah. Relax. You know what? I changed my mind. Golly. Now everyone is going to say this guy is false. So now you imagine. You, you think about this. This great God we serve. He can be angry now. But he's full of kindness. So he may just change. Let's say, let's assume. I was the wizard of wizards. Not a prophet, wizard. You said, this guy, you are doomed. Tomorrow Jesus says, uh, you know what, I changed my mind. You just killed your own ministry. You just destroyed yourself. Because the God we serve is not man. And he doesn't care that you have human feelings and human thoughts. He said he's not the son of man. That he should repent. Take back what he said because of your feelings. Nope. He says it is going to do what he wants because he is God. Look at this. And I'll tell you the advantages of God changing his mind. Are you ready? Numbers chapter 23 verse 19 to 20. 
Oh, we read that. I'm sorry. That's how you know he gives me these scriptures. Exodus chapter 32 from verse 10. And then I'll give you advantages of, of God changing his mind. Now, therefore, let me alone, God is now telling Moses. Let me alone that my wrath may wax hot against them. And that I may consume them. And I will make of thee a great nation. Notice God set up a covenant and he was ready to destroy it. Yet that covenant was not based on Israel being good. It was based on God choosing Israel. No, you're not hearing what I'm saying. Do you realize, uh, let me tell you the most foolish thing, if you ever hear a person say this, just know they don't know God. You can't make a covenant with God, you know that? You are full of failures, you can't. You can make a vow to God, but a covenant with God. Every covenant is initiated by God himself. Because it is impossible for a man to keep any covenant. Because whenever you involve a covenant, you involve bloodline. So anyone who messes up in your line, you messed up the contract. Because to God, it is not just you. So when God makes a covenant, he is the one who is making it. Satan wants you to make a covenant because he knows you will break it. And when you break it, then he's at an advantageous position. Because you are human, you will. I don't know if you're understanding what I'm saying. So God, you can't make a covenant with God. God, I'm making a covenant with you. Based on what? What do you have as leverage? I vow, I, I make a covenant with my... What do you have? It's actually crazy. So God is here trying to violate and destroy a covenant he established with Abraham. He's ready to get rid of it because he's angry. Verse 11. And Moses besought the Lord his God and said, Lord, why doth thy wrath wax hot against thy people? Why are you angry? Which thou brought forth out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand. Why are you angry at your own doing? You know who you brought out. Verse 12. Therefore, should the Egyptians speak and say, For mischief did he bring them out, to slay them in the mountains, and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from thy fierce wrath and repent of this evil against thy people. Moses is telling him, God, repent. What you want to do is not good. Verse 13. Are you ready for, for this? Listen to what he tells him. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, thy servants, to whom thou saw by thy own self. You saw by yourself, to yourself. Do you know why God can change his mind? Because he can swear to himself. You, you can't. You don't own anything. Wow. Wow. When God says, I swear by myself, he's saying, because there is no other higher authority. So if he's, the highest, if he's the highest authority, who can hold him that you changed? Paul says it. How can a servant, how can a mere creature tell his God, how could you do that? You can't. Who are you? But why is, God, why is Moses so bold to tell God repent? It's because he knew him. You know, you can't tell God certain things unless you know him. So he looks at him and says, ah, repent. And remember. As if God forgets. 
whom thou saw by thy own self, and sayest unto them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven. And all this land that I have spoken of will I give unto your seed, that they should inherit it forever. Not just now, forever. God was willing to change forever. Verse 14. Can we read it together? One, two, three. And the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to do unto his people. Hallelujah. Your clapping is so bad because you don't understand this is salvation for you. Hallelujah. Amen. I thought in the verse before he said, I am God. I change not. Did I not say it? Will I not do it? I'm not the son of man that I should repent. But here he is, repenting. <laughs> Saying, all right. Remember, the word repent doesn't mean you have sinned. The word repent means to change. And when you read the word, uh, um, I am the Lord, I change. The word change there is actually interpreted repeat. But in context in Hebrew, he's saying, I am God who continues to repeat myself. And that repeating is not changing. I am just why I, what I am. My character doesn't change. Now remember, this same God who says I don't change, he says, behold, I do a new thing. Yeah. If you're doing a new thing, you changed. True. I, I wish you could hear me. Behold, I do a what? New thing. But you said you don't change. So if you're introducing new things, then you changed. You are changing. But here's the key now. God can change his formula, but he does not change his purpose. That is why he can redirect himself if you change your posture. His goal is still the same. Because that's who he is. He can reshuffle things and do the same thing without you. Our God is good. What is the number one advantage that God changes himself? Or he change, not changes himself, but he changes his mind. Number one. This is key for you. As a believer, this is key for you. It means you cannot come out of the promise he has ordained for you. Even if you mess up. Amen. Amen. He may be angry today. But because he's full of mercy, because he's full of kindness, he may say, you know what? I forgive you. Let's just continue. If he did not change, then when he says he's done, he's done. Psalms 103, my favorite Psalms. Because David understood this uh, quite well. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within, him, within me. Bless his holy name. This is what people forget. Verse 2. My favorite part. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his what? Benefits. Christians don't think of benefits. We think of wrath. Yet wrath is the least of God's character. He is slow in anger. And his wrath does not last. But when we speak about God, we think about how he's ready to wipe you out. Yet he's not like that. Does he get angry? Yes. When people get angry, do crazy things. And then you look, you say, dang, why did I do that? That God himself, who has the same emotion, tells you, all right, in your anger, don't sin. He didn't say, don't get angry. He said, yeah, you will get angry, just don't sin. So even God in his own anger, he's just God, he can't sin. But anger will make you say crazy things, do crazy things. That's the emotion of anger. It makes you an extremist. Oh, you, you know you're not honest with yourself, so 
How many people have ever been angry? Wave your hand. Yeah, if you don't wave your hands, we know you are a demon. Because you have no reason to be angry. Wave your hands if you've ever been angry. Yeah, wave your hand. It's true. Everybody gets angry. It's normal. It's a hundred percent normal emotion. In fact, if you don't, something is wrong. You should manage it. You should control your emotion. Your hibijibis should be in control. <laughs> Verse three. Look at this. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities? Who healeth all thy diseases? So God will forgive everything, even though He says you. Hallelujah! What you have done is so bad. Get out of my sight. But He can forgive it if you say I'm sorry. Even though it's like Mm-mm, I don't wanna. Mm, okay, He will change. So that means what he has decided to do with you, even your wrong cannot stop him. Amen. Amen. Only your posture will determine it because he's already willing to change. For God so loved the world. He didn't love the world when it was perfect. In fact, the world will never be perfect. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever, he doesn't care who it is. Whosoever, Blank check. Whosoever, anybody, at any time, at any moment, whosoever, whoso what? Ever. Not if you are well spoken. Not if you are welcome. Whosoever will believe, will be saved. God is not measuring it off. How long have you been a Christian? Did you do this? Did you? No, no. Whosoever. I put a principle. If you do it, I'm cool. Verse 4. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? When you even go on the wrong path, this God who changes his mind, that can also let you know. You know there are people God lets them have a reprobate mind. And there are people God won't let them. He will allow you to go that path, then he will redeem you from, for, for himself. Amen. Are you hearing me? Yes. So there are people who have gone the wrong way that you look at them and you say there is no redemption. Trust me. God is not done yet as long as they are breathing. Amen. You have children, you have family members that it looks like it is over. I'm here to tell you it is not over. Amen. You serve a kind God, a good God. Yes. Who because of your tears, because of your cry, it will move him. It will shift him. One thing I have learned is never count anyone out. I'll say it again. One thing I have learned is never count anyone out because of their failure. 99% of the time, God is pleased with the ones that fail because he wants to use that. Which men have forsaken. Amen. Which men have rejected. That's what God wants. Because if he loves what everybody loves, then he's no God at all. So he wants what people have forsaken so he can show you how he can make anything good. He can make anything perfect. That is his nature. That's just who he is. And that will never change. Amen. Today we are sitting here praising God. But where we used to be. Did he not change us? Did he not redeem us? Did he win us not back unto himself? We were on the road of destruction. We were headed to hell. But his mercy, his loving kindness, he sent somebody to speak to us, to convict us and to redeem us. Today we can say boldly, I am going to heaven. Amen. But that's not because of us, it's because of a God who changed. Touch your neighbor, say, thank God that God changes. Thank God that God changes. I can't hear you. Thank God that God changes. I can't hear you. Thank God that God changes. 
Hallelujah. He crowns, crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. The reason why God is, it's good that God changes. He's, he deals with you tenderly. He may have smacked you one second to correct you. But he'll be the same one comforting you and giving you mercy. And touching you and saying, no, it's okay. I'm sorry. I had to do that, you know. You're going the wrong direction, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Shh. You want ice cream? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank God that God changes. That's his nature. So when he says, I don't change. Understand that he will 100% what? Change. God may have said, I have ordained for you to be a millionaire. Then you stand, you do something. He says, no, 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 no. I repent. I will make you a billionaire. His promises for you are not written in. He's willing to upgrade. He's willing because behold, he does a new thing. Hallelujah. He's able to increase it. He's able. Hallelujah. I think overflow can't hear this message. Let me speak to those who are online. He's willing. That is his beauty. Overflow, wave your hand if you can hear this. Wave your hands everywhere you are in the building. Wave your hands. Let me see your hands. Wave 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 your hands. Uh-huh. Are, you, are you hearing me? It is good that he changes. That is why he says, I will never forsake you. No, I will never what? Leave you, no forsake you. There are people that God did forsake. You see David crying. He says, don't take your spirit from me, please. God left Saul. The same God who is saying, I will never leave you, no forsake you. He looks at Saul. He says, I don't want you. I've rejected you. I've found somebody else. But because you are under a new dispensation, whosoever, whosoever means grace. He may say, I will use this one. Then you say like Samson, Father, remember me. Say, okay, you know what? The laborers are few anyway. I will use it. Amen. In short, let me summarize this because this is what he told me to tell you. When I was in prayer and in my meditation time, this is what he told me to tell you. Understand his nature. Stop running with what people have said about him. But learn about him. Know him. Know his heart. Some of you need to sit and, 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 uh, and uh, what is it called? Read Psalms 103 and let it enter you. Because the more you keep reading this, you're just seeing benefits of being with him. All you see is benefits. He does this. He does that. He deals with you this way. He forgives you. He redeems you. He sets you up. He lifts you. He doesn't leave you down. He opens doors for you. He's like this. He's like that. He's, you see, if you understood this, don't worry. You want a baby? Did you come by yourself? Is, she's at work. Don't worry. I'll give you a baby boy. Amen. Hallelujah. You know God lives. Hallelujah. That's a small thing. So despite, despite what anyone may think of failure, no matter what you may think of your own failures, because we do miss it. We miss it all the time. All the time. I have missed it many times. I have missed it a lot of times. But one thing I discovered about God. I realized something. We are so secure in him. Are there times God has been angry with me? Oh, I know. 
I know there are times that God is displeased. But when he's unhappy, he doesn't move away from you. He moves closer to you. Amen. Because that's when you need him the most. Because you won't change you. He takes him to change you. Amen. How else will you know you missed it? I have seen people who are under a curse. You know, the Bible says it. A curse without a cause cannot stand. So anyone who is under a curse, actually it's authorized by heaven. Even though it is a witch that cursed you. We look at Balaam. Was hired. Curse Israel. My guy cursed and cursed. He said, guys... This thing is not working because God has blessed these guys. But um, there's a loophole. We, we just need to make them displease God. If they do this, then what I curse will work. So he set them up. And they fell into sin. The curse he sent, it worked. So he understood that curses are, reprim- it's like God reprimanding you. So if a witch sits down and does boom and it catches you, you messed up with God somewhere. Because naturally, you have to understand the antidote or the shield against curses is not prayer. It's the blessing. When God blesses somebody, it is impossible to curse them. No, you didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. It is the blessing. Whenever somebody, witches cannot touch somebody that God has blessed. You can't. They can touch a Christian. Oh yes. A hundred percent. That's why we, we have deliverance services in church. Why don't we have them in the world? How did a demon get in? How did a demon find a way in? It's because you messed up somewhere. God's still loving you. He brought you to an environment you can be free. Amen. You see how God is. He allowed something. Because you messed up something. You exposed yourself to something and he permitted it. But then it's the same one that brings you to a place where you can get redemption. If I were you, I'll be clapping for Jesus. Amen. I know this is difficult for you to hear. But the blessing is the shield. I know prayerful people that are fighting with demons 24-7. They don't say, oh, the devil's been attacking. The devil's been fighting. The devil, the devil, the devil, the devil. Broken record. Devil, uh, devil. Uh, it's just, it's repeating. It's just like that's all they talk about. Why? They are not under the blessing. Because when you don't have the blessing, you struggle. When you don't have the blessing, you struggle. When you don't have the blessing, you fight. When you don't have the blessing, things are not easy. They are always difficult. But the moment the blessing comes, even if they take from you, God doubles it. Amen. Amen. Because God changes his mind. Your mother may have missed the blessing. Your father may have bleed. Let me prophesy to somebody. Amen. Your family may have missed the blessing. But today, because God is able to change his mind, yes. you are receiving the blessing. I receive. You are receiving the blessing. I receive. And because of you, the weight of the family shall be lifted. I receive. If you believe this, shout fire. Yeah, yeah. Fire. That is the power. Of God's ability to change. The devil cannot change. God can. And because he can change, you remember the deep call it unto the deep, so he can change us. If he couldn't do that to himself, he can't do that to us. You can't give what you don't have. So next time, don't be found condemning somebody because of their failure. Because God may have changed his mind by the time you're seeing it. 
Amen. <laughs> now you're not clapping well enough. And then you may end up being in God's anger. That how could you accuse somebody I have forgiven? But Lord, you are the one who said that he's done wrong. No, but God already changed his mind. Because he's not the son of man, he doesn't have to come and tell you, I changed my mind. No. Who, who are you? I don't count anyone out. I have seen continually people who are failures, broken, be the ones that God lifts the highest. I am one of them. Amen. So when I look at other people, I can't. I can't. Because you see people always say, God has set a standard. But that standard is supposed to be achieved through him and by him, not by you. You can't. The Jews had the appearance of standards. But in the background, they had offended God so much that God was disgusted by them. That every move of God was done by people who are not in the church. The father of John is a priest. God makes him birth a prophet that does not remain in the church goes to the wilderness. He is no longer sending people to church. He is directing people to the wilderness. God didn't want anything to do with them because they refused to change. They wanted to remain with what their fathers had done. Yet God is no longer the God who walked with their fathers. Now he's the God who will walk with them. And he will do with them a new thing. If God can decide to do a new thing, you, you just want, you know, God, I'm going to be with God the way God. He's just looking at you and saying, ah, let me find somebody. That's why oftentimes God doesn't like, you see, uh, let me be honest with you. It should be easier for God to use people in the church. But it doesn't. Because people in the church are bound by tradition and religion. Even though you have the word of God, God would rather go and get a blank person who has never been in the church. Ask yourself, I was discussing this with the, my sister Benny not, just, uh, not too long ago and I told her, you think about it. Balaam, I was a wizard. 100% wizard. 100%. Balaam was bad. But guess what? Balaam was a prophet. He was born like that. Satan took advantage of him. And him not knowing God, he went the wrong path. But guess what? In a second, Balaam could hear God. And know God's mind. Move in God's way. But the children of Israel who have been with God couldn't hear him. You see how religion is dangerous? That somebody who was actually cursing them is the one that hears God and walks with God. Getting instructions from angels. The people who are the benefactors of the blessings are blank. They don't even know what is happening. They don't even know they are under a curse. They don't even know things have gone wrong. He could tell they were protected. They didn't even know they were protected. When he is running, God is trying to kill him. Remember, God who does not change. Had an angel ready to kill him. But when God himself, who had an angel ready to kill him, is the same God making a donkey warn him so that he doesn't kill him. So that he can... You're teaching. We serve a God that is just God all by himself. He wants to kill the wizard. But he has also created a way out for the wizard. He put a donkey. The donkey said, "Ah, I've ever refused for you to take me any direction. And he's talking to the donkey and saying, no. He's not seeing it to be weird. You shouldn't be talking right now. No, no, you're not getting it. Many of you miss the voice of God even in the lowest place because you are too high and mighty. Notice this guy had a voice of a donkey. 
And he heard God. He did not say that the donkey changed his, uh, his talking. God gave him the ability of speech. You know when you hear dogs barking, they are not actually barking, they are talking. To you it's woof, woof, woof. It's the same thing. But to dog is to another dog is like, hey, hey, hey. What's your name? John! What's your name? Mike! Bless you! They are talking. Communicating. You you are thinking that they are. Because when they are angry, their tone changes, but it's the same back. Then when you are dealing with huskies, all they do is, but they still understand each other. (laughs) A donkey speaks and he was able to listen to the donkey. Have you ever, have I ever, no, you have not. Okay. Can't you see the angel that is trying to, oh, snap, he falls down on his knees. Humbles himself immediately. The angel tells him, my guy, if you cross this line, I would have chopped you into half. I would have finished you. But this is what the Lord said. Notice, the Lord who sent the angel to kill him, and God did not tell the angel, don't kill him. He gave the angel the orders and left the orders, but also gave a word to a donkey to save him from distraction. So why are we preaching to people distraction? We are not giving them a way out. Teaching. No, you are not hearing what I'm saying. Why don't we preach a way out for people? We like to say, "Eh, that one, run from that one. Not pray for that one. See the potential of God in people. And say, you see that one, right now he may be missing it, she may be missing it. But let's pray that God will change them. God will lift them. They will become a great benefit to the king. We don't do that. It is diabolical. It means God never spoke to us. Our discernment was YouTube. If we keep you on a camera 24-7, you will miss it. We'll notice you dig your nose and you maybe eat your... How you show yourself in church like this when we see you in private, it may not be the same thing. Mm-hmm. Some of you, we know it's not hallelujah and amen that is on your tongue. God still loves you. He wants to change you. Hello. Hello. We serve a good God. God lifts up his goodness, his kindness, his mercy, his love, his tender mercies, his loving kindness. He crowns you with these things, meaning that he puts these things on you that he can't do anything else. And then he tells you, I'm a God of judgment. But when you read the judgment of God, it's not punishment. I don't know why Christians don't understand this. When the Bible says that judgment begins in the house of God, they think it means punishment begins in the house. God does not punish his house. When on the, day, on the great day when we will stand before God, you know there will be judgment for everyone. But there will be two judgments. One will be to send people to hell. The other one will be to reward people. The church will be rewarded. The other ones will be rewarded also, but they will be rewarded with their deeds. You're going to the fire. You're going to the fire. You, you saved 10 souls. This is your reward. You, you didn't, you, you didn't do this much. This is your, you, you did great. Notice our judgment is not like the world. So why are we making our judgments the same as, it's crazy to me. It's not even biblical. Anyone who knows scripture, it's not biblical. Listen to what God said uh, 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 when we were reading um, the, the first scripture. God is saying, uh, uh, I am God who, who will be besides you. I will judge the sorcerer. I will judge the, this ones. I will judge. In fact, the word judge there, it says, I will stand as a witness. 
I will witness for you that they did this wrong to you, they did this wrong to you, they did this wrong to you, and I will punish them and I will reward you. But you are also bad. Isn't, uh, what is it called? Uh, 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 um, what is this? Manipulation witchcraft. Isn't rebellion witchcraft? Have you never rebelled? We have all the time. Have we ever tried to get our way? Yes. At all costs? Yes. Don't pretend we know you. It's human nature. Their heart is desperately wicked. We have just been redeemed. I want you to stand. I want you to stand. And I want you to thank the living God for having the ability to change his mind concerning us. That he can choose to look away from our sins. He can choose to look away from our failures. He can choose to look away from our ways. And he can choose to just be a blessing to us when we don't deserve it. He can choose to lift us up. He can choose to transform us. He can do whatever he wants because he is so good and he is so kind. That is who he is. I want you to lift your voice and thank God for being a God that he can change. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Thanks for joining us. We trust that what you have received today will change your life forever. Please follow us on social media at Prophet Lovi and Revelation Church LA for updates, events, and teaching. If you are interested in connecting with this teaching, head over to ProfitLovi.com or RevelationChurchLA.org and click on Giving. Revelation Church is located in Simi Valley, California and has prophetic service every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to see you there. Until next time, Shalom.